When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's going to be nice to uh, connect again, yes. We've uh, turned the page into the second week, and you're right. Uh, the cream is starting to rise uh, to the top, and yeah, it's going to be fascinating to see how this uh, second week plays out. It's been a, a different feel with no uh, Rafael Nadal, but, gee, the matches have been incredible, intoxicating, really. The crowds have been heaving. The Parisians, most of them have been on their best behaviour. There's been a few uh, <laughs> that haven't been. That's become sort of the um, the crowds at tennis events, uh, lacking a little bit of etiquette for mine. But, yeah, look, I think on the men's side, when we saw the draw, Savvy, at the start of the tournament, we wanted to see an Alcaraz-Djokovic semi-final, a clash of the generations. They'd never met in a Grand Slam. Mm-hmm. Well, we're one match-up match away from that being determined. So Carlos Alcaraz, to play Stefanos Tsitsipas in a quarterfinal, and he's beaten Tsitsipas four from four. So uh, we give him a big tick there, and Djokovic is going to play Karen Hutchinov, who's had a great tournament, the semis of the US Open last year. He's got an eight and one head to head against Hutchinov. So fingers crossed that they can keep that winning record intact, and we get we get to see Carlos and uh, and Novak in a, in a big heavyweight semifinal. Is it time to start talking about Sitsipas as a bit of a gunner when it comes to the bigs? Well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because, you know, even though he's still pretty young, you do feel like that clock is ticking, particularly as um, this generation of Alcaraz, Holger Runa, who, uh, you know, won in five sets today through to meet Kasparu. Then you got, you know, Yannick Sinner's bombed out of this tournament, but Yannick is um, that other member, that young member of the top 10. And here you've got Stefanos trying to get one. Mm. Uh, Sasha Zverev just won a short time ago, had that horrific ankle injury at the French last year and former world number three. He's been passed by a few, but he's trying to find his mojo again. You know, uh, Denis Shapovalov was beaten easily by Alcaraz in this tournament. And he's fallen by the wayside. Berrettini had injured. Rublev can't crack it. Uh, Medvedev is not great on clay and grass. So, yeah, there's lots of interesting storylines, certainly in the men's game. But Carlos Alcaraz, I mean, it's the most watchable ticket. I'll go as far as saying world sports, Debbie, not just tennis. This guy, you have to go and watch him live. And he might not get the numbers of Djokovic, Federer and Nadal in getting right up to 20-plus majors. It's going to depend on the rivalries that form over the next 15 years. But... He and Holger Runa, uh, these these two young boys, they eat, sleep and breathe tennis. It is brilliant to watch. <laughs> yeah, everyone says, is he the next Nadal? I mean, they, they even look similar, they play similar, they're fantastic on clay. It's too early to go that far though, isn't it? Yeah, well, I think he's, he's, he's got the game style, which is a little bit of a mix of the offence of Roger Federer and then the, the great defence of Nadal. So you put those two together... And if you're comparing Alcaraz and Nadal at the same age, I mean, Rafa had such a great backcourt game that he didn't need to come forward too often. It was only it was only later as the clock was ticking for Rafa and the body was getting a little bit more weary that he knew he had to start shortening points a little bit, that he got himself to the net and became a really good volleyer. If you look at the Alcaraz game, right now at the ripe old age of 20, 
He's got every corner of the court covered. He's beautiful from the back. I mean, the, the power he generates is incredible. And he's got these beautiful hands coming forward. He, th- he plays the drop shot with regularity. And he's a he's probably a better version of Rafa at the same age. So we'll see if he goes on to achieve the same sort of numbers. But it's quite scary that this is only the beginning because he's going to be with us for the next you know, 10 to 15 years. Yeah, he's going to get better and better too, as you say. Like he's been at the at the top table not, not for very long, so he will get better. Before we leave the men's side, is Rafa in Paris or is that too painful for him to actually be there and not play? No, he's... Um, I'm not sure exactly where he is, but I know he's had surgery over the weekend. Obviously, this hip uh, has, you know, really derailed his year, uh, That the injury he got from the Australian Open. And obviously, he made the statement pre uh, the French that he wasn't going to play pretty much this year. Uh, so he's had surgery in the hope that he can now rest, really, and recover in this last six months of 2023 and see if his body will get up to play one final year as a bit of a, fare, a farewell tour, if you like. So we'll, um, we'll see if that happens. I mean, the odds are probably against it. Sam, 36 years of age, we saw how tough it was for Roger mm. to get back and play with the knee. And he made that cameo, of course, at the, um, the Labor Cup so we could farewell him on court. But let's hope we get to say goodbye to Rafa on court, but uh, time will tell. And on the women's side, the hard rock-loving uh, Shriatek, the number one seed, takes on an up-and-comer, Coco Goff, still very, very young, one place six. But Shriatek sort of, uh, can she be beat by any of the other remaining six, seven players? <laughs> well, I mean, she had the double bagel against her opponent, 51 minutes, uh, <laughs> won China on the weekend. And then this morning, uh, Lesia Sorenko only lasted six games. She actually retired, so eager at that stage was 5-1 up. She was looking pretty dominant. And Coco, I think, has got better each uh, each match and made the final last year, of course. Um, uh, so, you know, I think, you know, Coco, a year on, is a better chance, but Eager looks to be in a really good groove. And you've got, you know, the Sabalenka's Fidelina quarterfinal is fascinating. I think Alina Fidelina is almost a story of the tournament, you know, out for 12 months, giving birth. Uh, they've adopted her, the French over there, being married to Gail Montfees. They've had a French um, female player for quite some time as a title contender. So they're all over um, They're all over uh, Alina. And if she can beat Sabalenka, who knows what she can achieve. And, yeah, we'll, um, we'll wait and see. And rebucking her out of the tournament, that was the other title contender. So I think probably we're looking at a Spiontech um, Sabalenka final. And in amongst sandwiched in this in these quarterfinals, a couple of non-seeds, uh, Machova and you'll have to excuse me. I'm going to go with Pavlyonchenkova. Yep, yep, Anastasia. Well, she actually, yeah, made the final of the French Open, um, yeah, two years ago. Anastasia, so had a really tough uh, run of injuries last year, but former world number one junior and. Uh, close to cracking the top 10 across her career. So she loves Paris. I mean, she's back in some really good touch. And, and Carolina Mukova, um, she made a semi-final of the Australian Open about three years ago. She uh, knocked out Ash Barty in that quarterfinal, which was a bit heartbreaking, um, Steffi, for us. But she's a player who has beautiful feel and touch on the tennis court. Great craft. It's not all firepower. Had some injuries to deal with last year. And across her career, she is taken eight top ten scalps so she knows how to play the big name players. Finally Brett, you've mentioned a number of times both draws, injury troubles. Uh, why are so many tennis players having these bad bad injuries? 
I just think the game is as physical as it ever has been. It's brutal out there, uh, Stephen. I, I look at the, the, the clay court matches across the last week. I mean, the length of matches. I mean, the, the women's match today uh, went three hours and 51 minutes. Uh, when people say women should be best of five, I mean, please. You know, that, the best of three is fine. And best of five will not happen at a Grand Slam. Maybe, maybe you could argue the final. But not in the lead-up, because it would be a scheduling nightmare, uh, number one. But there are many great women's matches that go through. You go, that's gone nearly four hours. And imagine if they had gone to five, we'd be still uh, we'd be still watching it uh, right now. But, yeah, look, it is physical. And I suppose the bulk of the year, too, is played on hard courts. And the hard courts, uh, gee, they're tough on the knees, they're tough on the ankles. And, you know, uh, the, the, the condition you need to be in today with the, uh, the racket string technology, the balls are coming thick and fast at you. Your reaction time is is really minimal. You've got to change direction a lot. And, yeah, you, you know, it's not uh, – it's, it's, it's a real gladiatorial one-on-one battle out there, and it's tough. Brett Phillips, you're a very busy man. Thanks for squeezing in New Zealand on your schedule today. Hope you get some sleep at some stage. Indeed, we will. Maybe at the end. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you, mate.